0: It's a daily talk show, and we are live in Burbank, California. And we've got
1: Josh Simons back on the show. Mm. Hi, guys! Do you remember what we were doing last time when when we uh, we're had drinking samosas? Yeah, yeah. Not to be mistaken with samosas, samosas, samosas which, which is an Indian,
2: which I had yesterday. <laughs> no. Did you? Really? Really? Yeah, because we have uh, where we take our dog to get, um, you know, health stuff fixed. No, the event. event, yeah, event. Event, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the word. I'm not one with the words. Today. Yeah. There's, there is an Indian store, but it's a vegan Indian store sure. next door. So uh-huh. They have samosas. Nice. Well, so I've,
0: yeah. I've actually just gone uh, vegetarian. Have you? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Tommy's being sarcastic because I've brought it up in every interview. It's been three
1: weeks. Um, can you, yeah, I guess you can say. You got to. I mean, th- this has been challenging for him. This trip. Yeah, Josh, because, because you can't... Yeah, everything here has cheese. Yeah, yeah. Well, just cheese is okay because I'm not vegan. I mean, yeah. Oh, just okay. A joke. That's but right, then never, every other thing has a meat patty or yeah, some yeah. kind of smoked meat in it. Uh-huh. But the Impossible Burger is taking
2: off right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone is... It's, it's Every restaurant has it. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll be okay.
0: We went to the Cheesecake Factory... And I had uh, I had the impossible, but yeah, I had it on it like good. a mac and cheese thing. It All was- right. I'm going to steer away from food chat because
1: we're only in LA for a, f- a few days. Can <laughs> I wait. just say that I tried going vegan.
2: I announced it on my 365 grateful Instagram page that I did last year as a little year long mission thing. And I did it for a week and then I, I, think- forgot, I forgot that I was doing it. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I just kind of stopped doing it. I just felt like a burger one day and I... That was the end of that. Well, veganism. You know, it's harder. like one of those
1: experiments that you you don't commit to, so oh, you I just, just mate, you it's give it a life. Can kinda. Can you um, paint the picture of where we are right now?
2: Okay, so this is a recording studio. Um, so, well, you guys can't see this, but you guys can see this. We can see the people it. watching can. And so, I guess I work with a company called Young and Vicious. It's like a management uh, slash uh, publishing company. And so, this is one of their songwriter rooms. So, you come here to work on material if you're, you know, developing a new act or mm. writing a
0: song for a project. Mm. Um, so, this is. I thought I'd bring you here to show you something mm. other than my apartment. How do you know what lyrics are cheesy and what a genius? <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because we're just listening to. Uh, the Chick-fil-A song by Kanye. Oh, yeah. I've been so, asking oh, oh, have for you for been Have you listened to the gospel yet, the yeah, whole album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I,
1: I like it. Well, it's, I it's growing on me. Yeah, I hadn't heard all of it. So Kanye's th- released an album. It's called Jesus is King. And it's, mm. uh, it's basically a Christian album by the biggest rapper in the world. That's right. I like it. I, it's grown on me a lot, too. <laughs> I think it's cool that he's working with a
2: whole different group of people. Uh, so, you know, in fact, the studio that we used to work at, when you last saw me, mm-hmm. was was his studio, Good mm-hmm. Music. And then that was shut down in April. And then he's kind of replaced his whole team since Coachella, uh, he had a bit of a moment. Mm-hmm. And he was already doing this thing, Sunday service, which mm. is, I'm sure you guys all know, but. Um, I d- actually don't. You don't? Okay, know. Sunday services, like every Sunday, he puts on a mass, basically, but they sing um, gospel tunes, but they also reimagine his old songs and change the lyrics so that it's more, um, I don't know, service to God and they, mm-hmm. they get rid of all the blasphemy and all the, you know swearing and stuff. So anyway, he's been doing Sunday service since January and he's, he's always had this dream apparently of bringing church to the masses. And Kanye can kind of do, I mean, he can sell sneakers on mass, mm-hmm. he can he can sell baggy pants on mass, <laughs> you know, um, pink shirts. So he's had a yeah. history of bringing anything that he yeah. wants to make big, he generally can make big. So he tr- he's tried it with the church and, and anyway, and then he, I think it actually, at some point, he decided, actually, no, I'm dead set serious about this. Yeah. And he redid his whole album that he'd been working on called Yandi. at that point and he worked with a couple of
1: people who you know
2: have spent their whole life dedicated to the church and the gospel and rewrote all the lyrics and made it very god focused and it came out recently Mm. as jesus is king
1: well i put one on because i said josh this song reminds me of you because josh told me fun fact chick-fil-a not open on sundays Mm. and then i heard i was running i had it in my ears running around west hollywood and that came on and i was like this is classic. I'm a genius.
0: I was I was <laughs> rapping. I
2: didn't even know it. There you go. The funny thing I was I actually drove downtown for. I, I've got a hair on this microphone that I have
0: to oh, get. It, bugging it. the shit Tommy's out of me. Tommy's <laughs> pubes. Fantastic. <It's> fluff.
1: Um, <laughs> fluff. Whatever you call it. Mr. Barry Evans. That's what I, he calls them.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was down. I was driving. I was getting an Uber downtown a couple of days ago for a meeting and. People, multiple cars along the way downtown because I had the window down were blasting this Jesus Is King album, mm. and so it's amazing that he's brought like, all these people, these hardcore people, and then yeah. you know, you know, cool cars, and it's LA, yeah. are blasting the church. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I oh. think it's amazing. But um, I don't know his his spiritual journey and just the idea of transformations and what he's done in in a period of a year fascinates me at the mm. moment because I think I've had. Uh, just personally, a year of also like setting some goals and wanting to be a better person and mm. trying, trying to kind of find, uh, I don't know, not find myself because I never really, I didn't lose myself, but just, I just wanted to be better, frankly. Mm. I think mm. when I saw you last, like I was probably. Living a not so healthy life, mm. not as clean as I'm trying to be now, and um, so I kind of I relate to it on that level. Mm. There's, like I think it's great when a major megastar artist has a message that's really just try and be better.
0: Could he be the next like
1: Hillsong Church? Like could we see Kanye go all out be a pastor? Conspiracy Jimmy, a yeah. friend of the show, he uh, he said to me, "Oh, I reckon he's trying to." He, he said, "I heard that he's trying to create the church tax write-off." For Jesus, <laughs> there's actually
2: there's, I've heard some stuff around that too. That maybe there's something to in terms of like the merchandise around it, and yeah, I, yeah. Uh, who who I don't know how they're going to address that uh, because it's costing him. Well, it's costing him a lot to put on these shows every Sunday anyway, and that's out of pocket, so that's an expense. I don't want to get into his tax situation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, speculating, yeah. but I would hazard a guess that there's some sort of uh, clever accounting yeah, yeah, yeah. going into that, but again, I don't really want to go into much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you go to
1: these services? Yes. Like
2: yeah. it, re- recently, not not to begin with. When it started, it was like celebrities and, you know, Orlando Bloom and people like mm, that. Mm. Now that you can usually reserve tickets oh, great. On, on the weekend. I haven't gone um,
1: Where are they, I, they in, in well, LA? The ones
2: in LA have been at the Forum, which is in Inglewood, which is hmm. uh, on a Sunday, which is like the only day I sleep in. It's just a little bit too far from my house. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. just laziness is why yeah. I haven't gone. Um, but probably should. And do you know. get to see him perform? Yeah. He stands in the middle of this big circle. Oh, it's Jesus. It's a little bit, it, well, it's it could be perceived as a little bit cultish. Yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. that's, if it goes more in that direction... Maybe that's when I step out a little bit. Yeah. But it's, I don't have any issue with like mm-hmm. God and all of that. I mean, my my wife's family is totally um, non secular and mm-hmm. very much. Mm. You know, her brother's a, a. I think he's a pastor. I should. Mm. Know. I think he's a pastor. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so it's in it's in our family. Kind of. It's not it's not 100% me but yeah. I have no issue with it whatsoever Yeah, when the and Wesley g- with the school we went to was yeah. kind of, we went to church once a week yeah, and yeah. sang hymns and yeah. didn't sneak out and smoke cigarettes but
1: now everyone just goes <laughs> to this one wearing Yeezys so they're much cooler than the Wesley kids yes yeah every, yeah. this <laughs> church
2: everyone's wearing Yeezys and baggy clothes and, and
1: so uh, last year 198 that was the episode I think we were at 198 was mm. when you were last on um, the best one right oh yeah the highest view count mate huge yeah. 6 billion and so at that time vampa your tech startup at what point does it not become not a tech startup when do you move out of startup phase that's funny
2: question because i was liaising with um, the head of south by southwest the other day and they said in this email very confidently well you're not a startup anymore uh, so we've got to find a different way to get you involved whether it's speaking on panels well that's cool and then i went to a conference like a day or two later and um they told me why we were very much still a startup like <laughs> this particular VC. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's the, people still call Uber a startup and mm. Air, Airbnb. a startup. I think you're a startup until you list mm. really yeah. until you go public. Um, and I don't care about the, uh, the title. I don't really care for labels full stop anyway. It doesn't mm. change how we run the company. Um, yeah. but where were we at, at that stage? I think mm. cause, and we talked about this before the camera started rolling, but, Uh, what a year it's been Mm. and both for you guys I'd love to talk about that a little bit but certainly for us because I wouldn't I didn't know then and we spoke in early November I think Yeah, I didn't know then that two months later I'd have to become an expert in crowdfunding and it's insane. Like, there's if you'd spoken to me back then and said, what are you an expert in? There definitely would have been a few things. Like, I think I'm an expert in the space of uh, professional networking in music, for mm-hmm. example. I understand probably better than anyone how these social networks work in that particular space. Mm. Certainly wasn't an expert in crowdfunding, although I had my ideas about what might work, what might not
0: work. What was your perception of crowdfunding at that time, do you think? Very ugly view. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess Kickstarter, a, a year ago, There was a lot of news around Kickstarters failing and people not like making a bunch of cash, but then not being able to deliver. Right. And so. There was that. That was that stigma, mm-hmm. and then equity
2: crowdfunding is something that just people. I knew what it was. So equity crowdfunding being, you're actually selling a piece of your company in exchange for cash, as opposed to giving away oh. a coupon or, a, mm-hmm. or a
1: you know a basketball. You get a tripod at the end of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even a pre-purchase. So some people use kick funders to fund a, the the development of a product, and then oh, yeah? you get the product at the end of it. So mm-hmm. you know this pen, which as you write also digitizes it. Sounds great. When we build it, you'll yeah. get one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's,
0: it's bullshit. Right. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes. You would bought understand. one of those yeah, back in no, the day. Yeah, I bought some dumb <laughs> shit. He's got two. No, bu- no, I bought a device that. Uh would give you four G anywhere around the world, and the idea was that you just uh, it doesn't even make any sense
2: technically. I, I know, but
0: the way that <laughs> the way that it would work was they they had all these deals with telcos around the world, and you'd pay a flat ten buck fee. But it was it was fucked. It yeah. it, it sounds work. like movie pass. Have you heard about movie yeah, pass? Yeah, yeah movie, What's movie oh, pass. It's fantastic. Yeah. It was what twelve bucks a, was it twelve bucks a month? Yes, it was very it low. Is, so
2: basically, twelve bucks a month, and you can go to any cinema in America mm-hmm. and watch as many movies as you want. Oh, that yeah, sounds good. Yeah. This is I'll to the mark, consumer. Yeah. How do you think that business model works out? Now, they had no deals with any of the cinemas. So you got this credit card. I think it was yeah. like a Visa or a MasterCard. Mm-hmm. And you swiped it and you just bought tickets the normal way, but you charge it to the movie pass. So you're just, you're just putting it on their tab. Yeah. Oh, well, and then, and then was it- they, they went out of
1: business. They <laughs> <laughs> <We> certainly did. <laughs> it was in, what was their model? We get so many people, most people won't go. So most it'll people be a won't pool go. Money. It's like a
0: gym. gym membership, but fat cunts are going to the movies.
2: <laughs> 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 and then, And so then to save the company as it was dying. What they started doing was they like, go, okay, well you can't go to Batman or the Joker. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, anything that yeah, yeah. people want to go to but you <laughs> can go see, you know, that indie flick at four PM on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And so they tried all these different ways. And then, and then they announced they were going under, but they didn't cancel anyone's subscriptions. So then they start I mean it's just it's it's just a comedy of errors. Oh, no. It's fantastic. It's a great story and how not to run a startup and ironically all the cinemas did go well there's actually something here mm. and most of them now have their own version of it yeah, but yeah. they control it because it's their own cinema so mm. they have control of the margins and all that kind of stuff they could pick days right like, you know, and so anyway <laughs> but um, <laughs> so any equity crowdfunding yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, pretty it yeah, yeah, yeah. you're selling an actual slice of the company a security in the company mm-hmm. so I had to become an expert in that because we had some funding I wouldn't say challenges so much as like, we couldn't raise as much as we needed in a short enough amount of time so we said well we're still going to keep on with the private raise which we've nearly closed i think but let's try and tap into our user base and also for the first time ever we'll be actually going and seeing will vampire users actually spend money on vampa mm. because that was the question i think that was the problem that a lot of vcs had with the company was you've done a great job bringing all these people on Excuse me, got dry mouth for some reason. That's the good. fires. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, um, but um, the one issue everyone always had was like, can you guys actually get people to pay money? Well, now I think something like 700 of our users in the last three months have spent like $400,000 or something amazing on this crowdfunding mm. campaign. So mm. I think we've answered that question. We've also raised some money, and I've had to become an expert in tax law in like. Different states, different countries. because
1: uh, it's it's open to anyone from anywhere yeah. in the world. It's it's really
2: really scary how much you yeah. have to learn and understand and be careful about. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, um, vampa if if people hadn't listened to the early one, how do you? Explain? And they should. Yeah, yeah they definitely, definitely yeah. should. How do you explain well, the concept of vampa and what 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 you guys what the platform is? I suppose back then it was it was
2: dedicated uh, social professional music network, which is. You know, in layman's at LinkedIn for musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now actually opening it up and it's, we're kind of calling it, well, we're not calling it this, but we're sort of pitching or pivoting the, the crowdfund campaign around LinkedIn for creatives. So mm. we've been adding categories filmmakers, fine artists, um, graphic artists, 3D art, you know, basically ev- anything that's in the creative field that's complementary. To one another, we're trying to find a way to accommodate because we see that the more people on the platform, the, the bigger the value for all because you have more people to tap mm-hmm. into. Yeah. And we looked at LinkedIn a little bit more ahead of the crowdfund prep and we said, we really, you know, f- only 4% of everyone on LinkedIn r- is in a field that would be deemed creative. Sure. So that's a real opportunity because more than there's more people working in creative fields than just 4% of the population. Mm-hmm. It's just that, that it's kind of in some respects, it
0: uh, proves our hypothesis that LinkedIn's hopeless for creatives. Mm. doesn't really help you achieve. It doesn't m- have the show real It doesn't allow you to demonstrate the type of work that you No, you're doing. I mean, yeah, there's no
2: – you can, I guess, you can attach one video and mm. one picture per resume listing, but that, that's – it's very banal. Mm. You know, it's a lot of scrolling. It's a yeah. lot of clicking. Mm-hmm. Vampa's very audio visual, and for those who haven't seen it, it's, uh-huh. it's Tinder-style sort of UX, UI, so you can flick through and, and quickly watch how people, you know – uh, inter- uh, sorry, perform and 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 display themselves their image, their their vibe. Um, so it's it's very ours is I guess it's it's very much a professional network, but it's audiovisual um, and it's gamified. And because I think networking is probably the most boring thing in the world and we may have touched on that last time i, I still believe that mm. uh, it's it's most people don't want to have to network you know it's kind of yeah. a, an unfortunate thing you have to do in order to get ahead um so how can you gamify that and how can you take something that might take seven years to do like for example baz and i it took about seven years to find our bandmates in the projects that ended up making us money how can we do that in seven seconds and that, mm. that's vampa Um, But Mm. now we're trying to do that for more creative fields and we've just started. So I can't really comment on the success of that. Like I can't say we've helped introduce a filmmaker with an actor or anything like that. But that's, that's kind of where we're going. But Mm. you know, music is still, I suppose, in our DNA as musicians and we're in a studio right now. How has being in LA dictated features (laughs) within Vampyr? It's certainly helped us map out features we want to do. Um... There's some really exciting stuff we're we're starting to look at um, around content from from our, our users. Like we have we get right now we tell our users stories on Instagram, and you know they get a d- decent number of hits, like a few thousand people watch how mm-hmm. someone else has used Vampr. But We realize that these people have really rich stories to tell about their experiences on the platform and and their experiences of meeting someone from the platform and then they've gone on and toured the world together. Oh. And yeah, I think we did a, a story the other day. We did two stories on three different marriages that have happened from vampire really and even though that's not the focus of the platform that's phenomenally cool right mm, that yeah. something we built has led to people getting married sharing houses building studios so we want to find ways. we got some ideas about how do we exploit that content a little bit more for everyone's benefit mm-hmm. for the people that it's about for our sake um just to kind of i guess it just let, let the world know about what's going on in this little small community that we've built Mm. Uh, and that's kind of what it feels like it feels like a little small army that's getting bigger and bigger by the day and and it's our job now to sort of I guess take that to the next level and, Mm. and that's where we're that's where we're at so we're looking at some content plays. we're also looking at like ways to get some passive income for both sides of the um of the table so us as a company but also our artists they all have incredible content a lot of them uh, whether they're musicians being unsigned or fine artists not having a a means to uh, get their work out there and exploit it and make money for it we're looking at maybe some ways that how can we make money for for everybody and and this was not where our head was at a year ago mm-hmm. our head was strictly on the sort of the linkedin um model mm. um and we're starting to think well maybe that's still we still think that's applicable but how can we get some other passive revenue streams so mm. it's really exciting and in mm. some ways i feel like right now we're back at the blue sky yeah place because we have cash and we've committed. Uh, we've committed to not spend it quickly. Mm-hmm. We've committed to um, try ideas quickly and and let those ideas either win or fail quickly. But not just go out and say this is the one idea we're going to throw one and a half million dollars at it. And if it, if it fails, it fa-. we're going to break it up into much more granular little. Projects. Mm. And we're gonna go. Let's see if that little project works. And we'll try that one. And one of them will stick, invariably. And then we'll hammer that, and that will be the story. Next twelve months, when I see you guys, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we just we we ended up we turned we turned into a record label, <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. have the biggest catalog in the world. You know, I don't know, but there's a lot of things that could happen between now and this time next year. And it's very exciting for us that we've finally raised that money,
0: um, that we're very close to being able to shut off the crowdfunding and, and get on with building. In the company how do you uh look after yourself personally you're talking about you know your health and all that sort of thing how do you make sure that's dialed in uh when you're in the building of a business i'm finding sleep's getting harder and harder
2: and so i'm probably getting healthier and healthier i don't smoke anymore Mm -hmm. um i've definitely cut back on drinking massively um Eating pretty well as well as well as you can in, in LA, but um, yeah, I find sleep so important, and I don't get enough, I don't get anywhere near enough of it. Um, and so I try and compensate for that with meditation mm-hmm. because- I thought we, you were going to say naps.
1: Yeah. Or, uh,
2: and that. <laughs> naps is It's bad be. actually, but I do. I do. Naps are all good. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. I never used to be a napper until- no, I think naps are fine. I only well, started napping after I quit cigarettes. It's strange. <laughs> and that kind of makes sense as well. Instead but. of ciggy
1: breaks. Yeah. yeah nap. breaks like nap break. Nap break. Yeah. Well, something you can sort of re-energize from a quick nap. It's like the revive mm. and survive yeah i i don't know i I don't actually have a good like how do you take care of yourself i think you just have to
2: be conscious of um or aware of of how you live your life Mm -hmm. Um, because if you if you're ignorant to it well you're just going to keep powering on through and i i believe me i've had phases even in this last 12 months where i did that where it was there was so much like i'd have to fly across the country get back go overseas for a a week and then uh, every single city in australia and then get back to la and then you know back on the east coast again it was so insane Mm. um and I definitely put my head down in that time and probably drank my way through it, yeah. frankly, because just so many flights and, mm-hmm. and so many different hotel rooms Ooh. and it's it's stressful. Um, but it was incidents like that that actually made me go, okay, I need to stop and work out how I can do that same um, schedule without drinking, you know, a couple of bottles of Pinot each night. So what does that look like? <laughs> is,
0: is that the thing of uh, I need to wind down? Like when did you notice? I uh, I was looking sick. Yeah,
2: like I was putting on weight, even though I wasn't really eating much, and my bags under my eyes were bigger, mm. and just things weren't working, and my hip was sore, mm. and I was just I mean I'm sort of am smiling about it, but I was feeling pretty, pretty worse to wear. This mm. is probably first quarter leading to the second quarter of this year before mm-hmm. we launched the crowdfund. Just before I was just feeling really crap. Mm-hmm. I I'm not not a word of a lie. I watched your thing on New Year's Eve not on New Year's Eve. Mm. I think when you said you wanted to try being sober for a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I was back in Melbourne for like a day or something crazy. And I was at my parents' place. I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. Mm. And I was watching a couple of your things and that was one of them. And I thought, he, yeah, he's not that much older. And mm. like you explaining why you wanted to do it. Yeah. You were, you were lacking energy and you wanted to, I can't remember exactly. What no, I what mean, it. I can't
1: remember this, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> but sounds like it, it, what I'd
2: say. It, res- it resonated on some level mm. yeah, and that that and a few other things and I just thought I'm just gonna try well at first I tried to cut everything that's why you know I was saying earlier like, yeah. I tried vegan I tried it and then I realised no it's actually just about doing one little thing at a time so like I stopped mm. smoking stopped drinking coffee mm. uh, chilled out on drinking a lot mm. you know and I think when you
0: you introduce those things one by one mm. then it becomes sustainable so yeah. what happens if you go to a hotel room and you're used to having a glass of wine to relax <laughs> What's, what's the thing that then replaces it or like how do you catch yourself and what do you – do you go for a walk? What's yeah, a, lots of walking. Yeah. A lot of walking. Um,
2: there's honestly so much work with Vamper at the mm-hmm. moment that right now uh, I probably substitute what would have been drinking time just yeah. for emails mm-hmm. and, and pretty mundane oh. stuff. I will say though, about two weeks ago I was stuck in the rain in – my plane was forced to land because there was a cyclone – um, good reason to land yeah it's mm-hmm. always fun driving, uh, flying through a cyclone <laughs> and so, so were, you, were
0: you
2: were you halfway we were halfway back to LA uh-huh. and I th- we couldn't we were allowed to we had to stop over at Houston anyway mm-hmm. but we weren't allowed to take off again uh, and I'm so sure. the pilot had to circle until he could find like a break in the cyclone mm-hmm. <laughs> got wow. down and then um, I had to stay the night in Houston and I was not going to be sober that night. So I ran through the rain and I I checked into the hotel and then I found a bar nearby and I had the funnest night. There was a piano in there. There was all these angry Texans and we 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 just we played music and laughed and drank and smiled and then I got on like a seven AM flight back to LA and it was just like blip. It was just a nice little yeah. nice little colourful moment. But I think the thing is, you know, you can do that mm. once in a while. You just can't do that every night of yeah, the week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's where control and Mm. um discipline comes in and that's probably what i was lacking for a minute there and and that's what i'm trying to relearn
1: do you think Mm. it's possible to like the grind you know having a business and the thought and attention that needs to be given to it do you think it's possible to do it without the personal investment you know like uh, the connectedness to you as an individual so you're feeling bad when the company's not Doing as well as you think it can be, yeah. and so the company's success dictates your personal internal success. Or feeling sorry. Yeah,
2: I, I I've definitely learnt how to. If I'm feeling bad, it won't impact the company negatively. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I had to learn how to do that. Um, can you do it the other way around? Mm. Y- yes, I can. If the company has a win, mm-hmm. I can. I, I will use that wave mm-hmm. to, and I'll surf that wave to absolutely. Capitalise on the high. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. But What about the low? So if the company's doing badly, will it affect my... Mm-hmm. Or
0: even, it's not even badly. It's like you no. say for It'll the daily doesn't talk go, show. If something doesn't yeah. go the way you want it to go. If or- we don't have a good show, I feel like I'm not that great afterwards. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that
2: does affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's up to... Me to deal with that, mm-hmm. and it's not up to me to project that back onto the business or back mm-hmm. onto my wife or my family. Because mm-hmm. is it is it
1: the truth? Like it's no, your it's, truth. It's
2: not. And and I've th- there's a few things I've questioned. Massive. I, I've actually wondered if I'm any good at anything at various points this year. And where'd you if, land? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Houston, <laughs> in the middle of a cyclone. It wasn't pretty. Um, no, I, I don't know. I and I, I've you have to remind yourself. I've actually gone back and watched some old stuff I've done Ooh, yeah. just to validation. Like
0: <laughs> you need a little pump up reel.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like an
0: edit. You and Keith
2: just <laughs> rocking out <laughs> right. on stage. Kind of like uh, there was, t- cause I retired this year has been a year of ending things too. So I finished mm-hmm. a uni degree. I finished Buchanan, which was my artist project. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished an old publishing deal. So this year, and this was all by design, but, I thought I would feel this huge weight off my shoulders and, like, the world was my oyster. And I, mm. I actually felt like I'm irrelevant. Mm. I was never very good to begin with. I never reached the top, top of my field, although I came higher than 99% of people mm. in every mm. area I've done. But that that, that right there just mm. answered the question. I had to remind myself that... I didn't get maybe in the 0.01%, mm. but I still got in the top 1% mm. of the various areas that I'd tried to break yeah. um, or still breaking. I shouldn't say tried to break. So um, yeah, it's a different way of t- talking to yourself. Yeah. I probably sound more um, reflective this time than maybe our mm. last chat.
1: Well, I think the the point 0.1% stuff is like we look to the, like we're talking about Kanye West. He's the unicorn but how can you not when you live? how can you not
2: it very easily but you do that when you live out here mm. and that's what i've had to change and um
0: well it feels like there's this playing field it's like oh i'm in the same arena yeah, and yeah it becomes yeah. very hard that when it, like when you are physically playing in the same arena <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. as people in that point oh one percent mm. and then you're working in the studio of you know i've worked with these people yeah. or one step or apart yeah. from every one of these people yeah there was an entitlement that i learned that i had to unlearn and that was another like, i definitely been reading a lot about instant gratification lately but that i was seeking that and i was also feeling entitled because i had done work with various people mm. and it's a really gross way i i needed to again i needed to unlearn a lot of things that i learned i think the reason that happened is because i work from home mm-hmm. and i think you start to create narratives and it's not so much that you go insane it's more that you just you start to... You're bel- a storyteller. You, belie- you believe your shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. believe your shit. You know, we had a couple of employees and they would work from mine and for a while we had a, a an office in Santa Monica and sometimes we still work down there. But generally speaking, people would come to work at my place each day and so you reinforce this story of who you are mm. and the world's biggest... So You start to believe your pitch deck and, and then, you know, you, and you start to believe in the crap that you've done before all mm-hmm. that. And so
0: I think I just... I had to just to learn how to unlearn that. Do you think part of it too is because... When you're at the stage that you're at, when you're at the funding stage, it is a lot of convincing. You're a salesman, and people mm. keep
2: going. You know, a CEO of a company is a salesman on every level. Whether you're you're either selling to potential employees that you mm. want them to join, you're selling to investors because you need their cash, or you're selling to the public because you're trying to sell your product, mm. or you're selling to your team because you're trying to inspire a new process. So you're always selling. And there's probably selling to yourself to to you keep yeah, yeah, yeah the idea, this whole dream, this right. whole thing. Yeah, and I don't like that. Mm. So maybe I'm not the perfect CEO in the long term. I'm definitely the right person right now and I've identified my strengths and I think, you know, we wouldn't have investors backing me if, if I wasn't. But a lot it's not uncommon for startups that'll hit the next phase beyond probably the phase just after where we're at, mm-hmm. where they'll bring in a CEO because that that'll be a CEO who's really passionate about scale. I'm passionate about proving that Vampa can change Vampa has changed the world, but I'm mm-hmm. passionate about sort of really putting a, you know, stamp on on that Concretely, and becoming a household name, and then I'm happy to step away and move on to the next mm. project. I think, and mm. I think that's what I do that early stage particularly well. Um, I'm not
0: sure. Do you, ha- do you think yeah, people can? Stage. Do you think people can handle honesty and authenticity? So, if you're not feeling sure, is it important for you to stay confident? Like, especially within, say, the Los Angeles context, do people appreciate if you say, "Hey, I'm not sure." Do you mean my staff? No, I think like, um, so stakeholders. So that could be staff. It could be investors. Peep, peep it could bump be bump into cra- even. Like cra- yeah, cra- the crowdfunding mm. thing. Like, uh, d- d- I'm if- not sure is mm-hmm. a powerful response to anything mm-hmm. because... <coughs> Do you think it's underused though? Do you think that we, we think that people require us to know? Well, I think
2: the only person, the pe- people who are going to take poorly to I'm not sure are probably not people you want on your team. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure suggests that I'm not the smartest person in the room. Mm. And I'm not sure, it doesn't end at I'm not sure. It's I'm not sure, let's see if we can find someone who Mm -hmm. is. And so it's the start of, um, it's confidence, it's saying, I don't have the answer, so we're gonna look elsewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If an investor goes, well, if he's not sure, we've lost confidence. Uh, If we don't want that person on your cap tab, you want an investor mm -hmm. who when times get tough, you can call up and say, I don't know what to do. We're at a real turning point. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you do? Or or can I speak to someone else who you've worked with who's been in a similar role and how can they advise me so I can help make this decision better? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the kind of investor you want. I've met both kinds. I think the ones that we've got phenomenal um, and patient with me and you, they get to know you during the dd process they've asked me all kinds of um pretty personal questions mm. you know they really know my character well they've seen me on good days they've seen me on shit days um that's yeah i don't know i think we've done a good job finding finding people who are okay with them. i'm not
1: sure mm. but i definitely deal with people who don't like it so yeah, yeah. Is, do you think there's a culture of like you need to be stoic in the startup sp- yeah, space, Yeah, of course you have to be a
2: little bit stoic. You're you're a leader at the end of the day. If I walked mm. around with my shoulders hunched and mm. and wasn't projecting some sense of a vision, I don't know that I'd have much of a team. Mm. Um, and I don't feel that way. And I don't think you could. I don't think you could get a startup to this level or any level if you didn't naturally have some part of you that believed in yourself, right? Like you guys yeah. believe in yourself. You've mm. committed to this ten year yeah. vision. Um, you some even though you as you said there'll be days you go am i maybe no good Mm -hmm. you know that was a terrible interview Mm
0: -hmm.
2: obviously there's a
0: part of you that that knows that's bullshit because Mm -hmm.
2: you committed to the 10 years
0: well yeah it's not even that it could be it could be 100 a shit job but you're okay with the you're okay with the one misalignment of a brick if you're building the the China. What's the What's the big wall right. in China? Great, Great wall, wall of China. China. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Max yeah, yeah. yeah. was the ninety seventh. I to say the name. Yeah, yeah, new edition. Was, since was, you were last I was gonna, on. Gonna call it, yeah, the brick. Yeah. The brick wall of China. That
1: Yeah, the big wall.
0: And so, uh, w- what has changed in regards to perspe- uh, perception <laughs> or perspective <laughs> of Los Angeles? Are you? Uh, I feel like people go through ebbs and flows of loving it, hating it. Where are you on the spectrum? I. I have learned to appreciate it.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I definitely loved it, then hated it, then loved it, then hated it. Mm-hmm. I think when I last saw you, I said I was learning to love it. Mm-hmm. I, I've since hated it. Um, I, right now, I think it, it has a role in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Mm. Um, for the business, but not for my wife or my dog or my mm-hmm. friends. Like, um, I think we, we, we know in our mind that we'll be done with Los Angeles at a point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, right now it's great um, and um, and we'll look forward to saying goodbye at some point too. Yeah. Um, as I was saying to you actually before, I get to go back to Melbourne on Tuesday mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going back for five months. We're setting up a, a new office and hiring some new people and it's just going to feel good. That'll be the longest time since 2013 that I've lived in Australia. and i just can't wait to spend time with friends mm. yeah what are um, the small things
0: like what are you gonna get like just uh, seeing friends going to what my, food places are you gonna go to yeah i'm gonna my old
2: cafes in elwood that i used mm-hmm. to they're probably all gone what's it called elwood I bakery, can't, can't remember a bakery? There, there's a bunch of new ones that popped the up the butcher's kitchen or something and then they changed the name i think there's I a bunch of new ones yeah you'll okay. love. where are you gonna live um i'm gonna live down in in uh mornington peninsula oh, oh yeah. great but i'm i'm Probably towards the end of the five months, I'll get an Airbnb for a month or so in, mm. in Elwood because um, mm-hmm. I like that that area. It's sort of my old home, but. Uh yeah, it's just exciting. The things I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing my friends. I'm looking forward to going to my old GP. I haven't yeah. been to a GP in like two years. You're talking about <laughs> taking care of yourself. It's too fucking expensive, right? It's too expensive. Yeah. We've got a healthcare plan, but you've got this thing called deductibles here. So you've got to spend $6,000 out of pocket at normal retail rates before your plan kicks in. What? And why are we even paying? And then it's 450 450- I don't want to get into it. It's, it's just, me. I can't. Yeah, this- it's stuff like this that makes America... Not a great place at yeah. all, and they need serious reform. They does not need to be Medicare for all, but they need serious reform. We're not going to get into politics, but yeah. uh, I mean, I'm we, very we use passionate. the healthcare
1: system to get blood tests to test our testosterone and then in compare Australia. it against each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. But, That's the the, but I used we... to do
2: that too. I'd, I'd, say, well, I'd get a, an extra role, and my trainer would say, Go and get your cortisol levels done. But here it's like, All right, well, you have to then go and get quotes for different labs who are prepared yeah. to, <laughs> you know, no,
1: like, I don't <laughs> yeah. even have time to go yeah. see the GP, let alone. I, yeah,
2: I could barely go to <laughs> the that <laughs> that to, in St Kilda, I used to be a frequent at the free bulk billing oh, yeah. uh, clinic. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah super clinic. Before we had partners. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 I get it. Okay. Yeah. Woof, woof. <laughs> so And I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that it's I want. Not, no, not no, that you know life, what I'm saying. But, you know, but I get that. The free I, I missed, healthcare. I miss yeah. the free healthcare, you know. Mm. So hang out with my doctor <laughs> like he was one of my boys. <laughs> the, how's, the, how's the
1: blood look this <laughs> week, doc? So the grind of. You've had a few grinds here. You've done the music thing. You've done vampa um so the tech startup space yeah what's the difference between the grind to become a musician and the grind of a tech startup
2: um well b- both require hustle um and you know work and this i was talking to an artist manager an hour ago both require you to work the phones and network 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 mm. unfortunately
0: do you have AirPods? i do uh, but okay. they're useless yeah bad with wind but there's the pros now. I wonder if they're any better. I know. I saw them. Mm. I was expecting one of you wankers yeah, yeah. to walk in with them. A... <laughs> nah, we're all tight asses. <laughs> um, but both require
2: you to work the phone a lot and both require you to be really good at what you do. That's the mm. other thing I think I probably have only just appreciated is that um, I've sometimes in my life, whether it was music or even vampa, I've turned down deals that seem small. Like, for example, small record deals, small acquisition offers. And I think in hindsight... I wouldn't maybe have taken the deals but what they what they were were they were signposts of someone going you're quite good at this but this is how good I think you are based on the amount that I'm Mm -hmm. offering and Mm -hmm. so what it made me appreciate is that you need to really work on your skill if you want to get a huge exit or you want to get a huge record deal get good at your craft Mm -hmm. and I think that's what I've only just started to appreciate is maybe focus more on what I do rather or like and actually get really really Mm -hmm. like really good at that rather than then just try to sell it.
1: You know do, what I
2: mean? It's, yeah. like, it's hard to, artic- I've been trying to find a way for a while to articulate this sentiment, but I th- I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've tried.
0: Well, cause it's also, it's, <laughs> it's the hard s- to explain what I'm it's trying the to say. Sa- no, it's the same mindset of why do we do hard things? There's a bunch of things that would be way easier to do yeah. than what you're doing, than yes. what we're doing. But then it's but like, like, why? Do but, so, okay.
2: And then take that a step further. Why mm. am I doing a hard thing that, and, and then not working really hard on some of the art of it. And so the mm-hmm. art of being a businessman might, might be um, conflict resolution, mm-hmm. uh, uh, dealing with third party contractors, mm-hmm. uh, setting a vision, uh, then selling the vision, then cold calling, going to networking mm-hmm. events, going to conferences. I mean, the li- list goes on. But So like, it's
0: having the tenacity to say, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it but then when you actually get to it it it's like I'm gonna gonna sleep
2: till 9am I'm gonna sleep in you know and then you you compare yourself against other people and they go they're getting up at 6 every day Mm -hmm. but then also I'm working till 4 because I got people in Australia so it's like well maybe I you know I wouldn't be alive if I was going to sleep (laughs) at 4 anyway so Mm. you gotta you're you're constantly judging yourself and comparing yourself to, to other people in your field. Uh, but I keep coming back to this same thing of, like, just focus on being the best you possibly can because then it's not just about so much saying to your investors at the end of the day, I gave it my best shot. It's also about saying to yourself, mm. I did my best. And I think that's when you turn to drinking and drugs is when deep down inside you kind of know that you probably could have given that little bit extra, mm. but it's, it was easier instead to open the Merlot.
0: Mm. You know? so also, like, the easy things can be really hard. Like it can be opening oh, up I've your always, inbox. I, for me, the yeah. it's I always took It's like, um, do you
2: remember when you were 16 and going for your first ever job, mm. and how hard it was to hand out that first resume? Yeah. yeah. But you procrastinated. It. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even hard to hand it out or even write it. You just procrastinated doing it for some reason for like six months. Everyone went through that experience huh. except him. Except him. 97, 97, so, 97. This is his first job. 97 on your enter school. Yeah, yeah. What do they call it, ATAR now? Atar, yeah. Yeah. What did you get? Do you remember? Mm. Did you finish? You finished. I, I went back and finished because I dropped out, oh, and then you, I went yeah. back to school, and I. You um, got a pass. It didn't. It was fine. Yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> I'm fine. We're fine. <laughs> it was, it I'm was not crying no, it was, you up. It was, yeah, it, it was some. It was somewhere in the 80s. But I did. I I, I did. I did the bare minimum. I did four subjects and two. I did music and media and both are marked down a lot because they're creative which Mm -hmm. that's fucking stupid Victorian or Australian government anyway um, so I still 80 was all right in light of the fact that I only did four and you could do up to six Mm. and two of them were kind of like fun ones
1: when you left Mm -hmm.
0: why did you leave early? I made a feature film
1: Oh, great. Oh, this is this is right. This is the police car, yeah. Um. So the blood. I, I remember don't think seeing. we spoke about I don't, know if no, we don't think we about spoke about it. About it no, man. I remember this. What was it called? The Vapor Boys. That's the right. That's that's the Vapor right. Boys. Was Karim in it? Yep.
2: Karim, he had was it can, Reece, he had Reece a Mitchell? Reese co-produced it with me. Reese Mitchell. There you and go. And
0: so what's the... Uh, and so you had this idea. What year was it? Well, uh, so... 2006? Uh, I was in Thailand in
2: 2007. And... I I fell in love with this girl there and mm-hmm. it just inspired me to start writing this story which is the most unre- it's about robbing a cigarette van and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and running away with the money and, and then it gets derailed but anyway I, I don't know what the. the but I always <laughs> just remember like it, I started writing this script in Thailand and I illegally downloaded a copy of what do you write scripts on what's that program uh, that Final uses?
0: Draft Final Draft I yeah, downloaded yeah. that you're not I a used... screenwriter until you start using Final yeah, Draft I,
2: so I downloaded Final Draft <laughs> on my old Windows Vista computer mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and I started definitely got a virus I started, yeah, I started. <laughs> go to the doctor again that's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i started i started draft one and then i there was this very talented kid in our media class who i thought would be like a tarantino like mm-hmm. that's I, I just he just had everything about him like his short films are incredible so i convinced him to write a full script with me and we did it in three months and then i called up the school uh, accounts department and just said just unenroll me yeah <laughs> and, and they, <laughs> the accounts literally department. what did your mom say she no. Did she? I called up. <laughs> <laughs> I just called up the account. And I said, I'm, "I said oh, I was Josh's dad. I'm not coming back. He's not coming back. I'm not
0: coming back. Oh, I mean, he's not coming <laughs> back. I did it again.
2: Um, and they they just they said, okay. They said, are you sh- are they sure?' Because I, I knew that if I went through to the accounts department, there'd be no mediation. It's just a, it's cut and dry decision. Yeah. It's, it's just so taking pri- me- that
0: private school life. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: And so then I went to my parents and I said, I've just saved you 20 grand. And Can um, I have I, it? Can I have it? <laughs> yeah. And That's they said, fair. okay. So I, they said, fair. as long as you make a plan. So I came up with about a 300 page shooting schedule. Um, and that was the, we stuck to that. And we budgeted 20 grand and we made a film for 20 grand. What did and you guys shoot it on? Um, uh, HDV. Yeah, great. It was horrible. <laughs> but it still looks incredible. I, mean, I've, Look I had an eye for cinematography and... <laughs> Reese and Josh Dawson did too, and they, well, all three of us shot it together, mm. and it looks beautiful. If, if we had had, you know, lenses that had some more depth of field, it would still hold up to mm. this day. Mm-hmm. And I did all the sound editing, because I worked in oh, yeah, great. music and shit, so, um, and then we and sort of cut it. And what were you expecting from that? Who was from the from act-
1: actor in it? The, the brown Craig head. Stott.
2: Craig Stott, Shane, Shane Fox Neville, Dylan Corbett. Shane yeah. Fox, Neville, I remember. That's right. And they were all, we casted up and down the entire coast of Australia. <laughs> It was a f- huge production. And so oh, it was a year, 20K money. Yeah. But we stretched 20K and did what we worked out it would have been about a million dollars if we were paying everyone yeah. just normal mm-hmm. wages. Like we yeah. did an amazing thing with that. That killed me, that film. How long did you work on it for? Uh, 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I was so burnt out at the end. I went and mowed lawns for two years, and it was the best two years of my life. Just didn't stop from one grass oh, yeah, to the
0: I other. No, it was all free. Yeah, I he literally a, mowed a, from a, Hampton a, to yeah. You're the the <laughs> mower guy. Yeah, that, and then that inspired my that second poor movie. That boy just broken. <laughs> Jim,
2: Jim, the mower. Um, <laughs> Josh the mower. Uh, no. So anyway, I, I that film fucking killed me. But, but I was did 17. you have a release? Did you put it? Yeah, into we festivals did. Yeah, yeah. So did the you do? I this is this is. I'm not going to say it, but I, that film annoys me because we put so much, I put so much into getting Mm -hmm. it produced and me and Reese, like arguably aren't as close today as we would have been because it really tested our friendship Mm -hmm. and you know, all these things came out of it. And I learned a lot as a business person, I will say that, but we kind of we did all the hard bit and then there wasn't a plan to get it out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no distribution yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: so and then and I realised that and there was like two grand in the bank and it was there was less than that and so we we spent it on like stamps and envelopes and then this is talking about like the hard thing to do I procrastinated for months sending it to festivals mm. I couldn't be bothered filling in the it just felt daunting yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then after I gave up on the festival route I started going directly to like the head of Dendi and the head of Palace and the head of um, Village and, can I
1: get through to the accounts, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. this is Josh. Yeah, no, but gonna- funnily
2: enough, I actually did for a 17 it's a better year business
0: model—the movie pass. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: if it had but I did get through to the right people, mm. and they gave it the time of day. And you know, it needed—it has editing problems, it has sound mixing problems, but it got a fair viewing. And Palace ended up sort of doing this little run with me, mm-hmm. where you know, it was very much—it had to make it sell enough tickets in order to the a business. Man, you're
0: doing crowdfunding back then?
2: Yeah, in a way. <laughs> and so then we, we did a few screenings and um, my film's been played at the you know, the South Yarra Palace Cinemas. And it, that was enough for me. I I kind yeah. of I was as I said I burnt out. And, you know, it's funny to look back on and laugh. There was no distribution plan. <laughs> what the fuck, why did we spend
0: almost two years of my life making yeah. a film?
2: But I think like you, you... But there was enough for me just to see that movie at Palestine. I know it was an expense. Yeah. But then I went back and I did school through distance ed, which cost $197. So uh, I don't think it was money lost for mm. the parents. Like, I got a four-year degree out of that in business, in film, in mm. sound, uh, in life. Mm. And then I went and finished my high school for 190 bucks. So for me, seeing it at the cinema on the big mm. screen, that was enough. Mm. And I think that was enough for my parents
0: too. What were the two years though with the mower? What were you thinking about? Did you feel like you'd failed?
2: Mm.
0: Uh, and by the way, I'm just, I've,
2: I've had a bad cough since oh. the fires have started. Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm oh, over hydrating. Um, how did I feel when I was mowing lawns? I was trying to feel uh, connected to... This is going to sound so hippie, but I was trying to feel connected to the earth again. Mm. Quite literally, Like I, I was... I don't think any it was as stressful as Vampire's but I have the tools to handle it now mm-hmm. mm. uh, but you don't have it when you're 17 and you you know you haven't even finished puberty and your brain's certainly nowhere near finished developing um, so I was just trying to reconnect with you know humility and because yeah it, it's when you're directing and producing a film and you're you're doing all that stuff. You do have a, a different sense of probably who you are versus what everyone else is. Well, you
1: you're task focused <coughs> and it, and not you can't really let it, it external things throw you off what you're focused on. Yeah, that's right. It was so laser focused. You'd almost probably call it manic
2: focus. Mm-hmm. And I think the key is to not get into manic focus. Yeah. Is to get on that board it's like that scale of anxiety that shows you when anxiety is useful and then there's a point where it becomes no longer
1: useful
0: did you feel the weight of your shoulders like I've done short films and you've got crew and cast they're expecting things like especially if they're putting in free time did you did you feel the weight on your shoulders well I was
2: lying to them the whole time they thought I was 24 Uh and there was an article that came out in the newspaper the day that the film wrapped production that said the Real Deal, play yeah. on the word real. Uh-huh. The Real Deal on Only 17. It was the front page of the leader newspaper all around, the mel- all around <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> and one of the cast members brought it to set and it started off, and thank God in hindsight it never got legal because they mm-hmm. all had agents and stuff. But it started off a, a bit of a, a lonely few months to me because mm-hmm. people lost a lot of confidence in me. They mm-hmm. called me a liar. And I was doing it actually for their own benefit. If no one had found out and I was allowed to create it was always you know everyone had ownership everyone had equity in the film everyone was happy with their equity in the film does it really fucking matter if i'm 17 or 24 mm. and so what, what was it it was legally you couldn't do it at um, that age. Or? well you just had told no, them one have, thing or, i, I yeah. wouldn't have gotten the actors i wanted to mm. get i wouldn't have um gotten some of the favors from victorian police you know, they let us use their cars and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, what we did was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> which oh. is the story that comes from that,
2: right? Yeah, so, yeah. I haven't uh, just cast back to this in a long time. So yeah. I wasn't planning to do this. Yeah. Well, so.
1: we, like if you think about the the story is, if you what's the alternative, right? It, it lands and it becomes the big thing, which is sure. what we all want, right? <clears throat> yeah. You start a business because you want well, it to be... Well, we sent it
2: into Sundance. So that was the always the aim. Because... And we would never have gotten in anyway for the simple reason that we didn't clear the soundtrack, but I didn't know anything about that back in the days. Um, but you know what, if we'd gotten accepted, you would have found financing yeah, to, yeah. Clear the, mm-hmm. to clear it. But anyway, um, I only know that now as as a seasoned business person. But no, the thing is we sent in to, to Sundance. That did happen on schedule. Um, that was what our, our editing cut deadline was September, tw- I still remember the date, September twenty two thousand and eight. We had to get it in by that day to Sundance. So that was where me and Reese were working towards. Um but when they said no um mm-hmm. that's when we kind of lost sight of what 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 was the purpose uh. of doing this again Yeah, because we were trying to do that Tarantino Rodriguez thing of cuz I think was it Robert Rodriguez's first film that cost $20,000 or something didn't anyway. he try
0: and sell like uh, I remember what there was a a book called Rebel Without a Crew yes and yeah. <laughs> he uh, talks about like uh in the u s you can do all the medical trials and shit and get cash for like <coughs> that and he, he got involved and all that but uh, yeah
2: it's um the, the 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 flip side would have been getting into a festival, a big mm. one being that hero story of the the boy who could mm. you know boy wonder, and that's what I would so desperately wanted to be, and now i don't care about boy wonder or fame partly because I'm too old to be boy wonder mm.
1: and I've seen what fame does to people so yeah.
2: you know your priorities change I think
1: well then so there's the work that goes in which I think most people who find the success have put in some level of work but then there's also the luck yeah it's like
2: but you you do create opportunities for luck to present itself mm. um, I go back and forth on that there's times in my life where I feel like you do create your own luck there's times where I feel like no actually some people just get straight up lucky mm probably the truth is somewhere in the middle mm. um, I don't have the answer on that
1: so someone who pops on a platform they've decided at that moment that they would put in the work and it's timing that has created well, okay, there's so a bit of luck L- in L- that Lil Nas X, timing X
2: right oh yeah he founded a loop on YouTube that he thought was dope he wrote a good admittedly very good top line very memorable top line on top of it and he uploaded it online and then cut it up and he memified his own stuff hmm I don't. I've definitely worked harder than that. For and I'm not saying he hasn't worked hard since. I'm just saying, like with Buchanan, you know, we would have massive studios and huge crews and and you know put in long hours and and not sleep for weeks on end, getting the mix perfect and mm. coming back from family vacations to work on mastering. So Lil Nas just put it on SoundCloud and now you know he had the biggest record of the year.
0: So that's luck. And in my a, mind, it's zeitgeist as well, right? It's the I guess some sparks uh, can catch a little bit more. And I guess that's a, g- a good example of... It's taste. Thing, yeah. I think it's taste. Mm. And that was used,
2: I said something earlier I was going to say the word taste as well. He might just know what the perfect melody is. Mm. And it didn't matter whether he spent 10 years on the production or 10 minutes, mm. he just knows... Name and yeah. there. Like he just knows that that's uh-huh. going to connect
0: with the, with the Zeitgeist. So he might mm. have some sort of context, which is like... Every day, from the age of five, listening to certain right. music something or something he stuff. did, something he did, some way
2: he was conditioned, mm-hmm. his environment, um, his taste. Because I don't think you can really teach taste; it's just something mm-hmm. you have. And then maybe something from not necessarily mm-hmm. God, but something from above comes yeah. through you. Um, mm-hmm. well, all, I think all songwriters say that it comes through you When it's a good mm-hmm. song. You, you're not really responsible for it. Something else is something mm-hmm. in the, the collection of all your experiences today mm-hmm. and something in the wind and, and the room temperature and whether you're comfortable with the people around you, all these different fucking things. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> I got like two hours last night. Um, But something does come through you, and so him again. That that line, who knows that that could be the product of seeing his parents fighting an hour earlier, and he won't tell me Mm. nothing. Like that attitude, Mm. I didn't have that when I was making my record. Mm. You know, we were in Brighton and Elwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's privilege. No, but you know, plenty of privileged people have also broken. Billy, Billy Eilish. Um, Not saying she's not great. She's fucking incredible. But she comes from a rich family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lana Del Rey anyway
1: how much do you think though having things like the film that doesn't go well and you know the paper being shown to all these people yeah. how much does it contribute to you I the film didn't do well I saw my movie at Palace <laughs> no, Cinemas I guess that how is many the top? people have seen <laughs> when you grow up in Melbourne Palace Cinemas you know you've made it when you're there uh, no, but there's something cool about that no 100% 100% <laughs> but I mean from sort of the thought that you, what yeah, you I felt want like to. a failure I felt like a failure at the end of that but then using that kind of life experience further down the track so you know was how it? earlier I was saying like I've been working
0: on trying to reframe how I view everything mm, the story well right. I guess the I can imagine the story of that two years mowing lawns well okay it's honestly you could go the film was a f- so this is where this year I've been trying to work on
2: my mental health mm-hmm. I did forever go that film was a failure mm-hmm. Buchanan I think we did fucking incredible things but we never had a number one album a failure This year's like reframing, so in the case of the film, I got to see my film in South Yarra, Palace Cinema's biggest screen, Mm -hmm. multiple nights in a row, in front of the most distinguished CEOs of the film industry and press in Australia, and all my friends. And I made a feature film, and I was 17, and I probably hold the record in the world for the youngest person Mm -hmm. to make a feature film. That sounds like a win to me. And then it's like with the music stuff, yeah, we never had a number one, but uh, we did chart in every continent on the planet, we did have multiple, um, uh, you know, songs on the front page of Apple Music worldwide. Same for Spotify. Uh, we broke at the worst possible time as well. Our first record was right when CD sales were everything, and our second record was. When streaming was everything mm. and we had to endure that transition. Mm. And most acts will tell you that is the least enviable place to be. We basically spent years building a team that could learn how to distribute CDs, mm. which has nothing to do with the business of streaming yeah. and the hustle that goes into hustling playlist editors to put your song on playlists and we had to learn two different skills and, and play catch up. I mean that was a ty- that was in a case of really bad luck, but we did call cool shit and we went on. You know, we played stadiums mm. and we were on TV and and we took all that shit for granted at the time. So again, I'm re- I'm looking at that now as I'm getting a bit older and going, that was an unqualified success mm. in yeah. every respect. Like well, my w- kids will look back at that f- that video I put out in January. I don't know if you saw it called mm. an uncommon experience. No, it was kind of the the end of Buchanan mm. and it reflected it was an I, I spent. Christmas and New Year's, not the days, because that would be sad. But I spent <laughs> that I spent that period editing this sort of final video of Buchanan, and it was really a farewell to fans and also to myself for the project. Um, I'm not I'm not dying. It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was I just wanted to wrap things up, and it was it's it's bloody impressive what we did, mm. you know. And well, also you don't
0: met- you don't need one thing. I think that's the thing. like what's well, yeah, the, I the other to,
2: I've realised that my journey as an individual yeah. my story is the product of all these stories yeah. so the it's not just the film did this and the band did that and Vamp is doing this it's no Josh Simons yeah. as my own sort of brand if you will did the film and then had this gardening period and mm-hmm. then was in a band that was quite successful for 10 years and, and, I've, and then in that time I lived in London and then I lived in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I'm you know got engaged a couple mm-hmm. of times maybe and then got married and then you know i'm the product of all of these as mm-hmm. we all are we're all the product mm-hmm. of our own experiences that's all we have that's all we have mm-hmm. and that
0: the sum of those parts defines who you are right now yeah absolutely um yeah i don't know i think it makes a lot a lot of sense yeah. well it's, it's fun uh hearing you know that journey and here and even from a year ago and and how far you've come uh, from you, as you're talking about your mental health stuff, and you seem super happy. So it's, uh, yeah, it's I was hoping I come. I hope mm-hmm. I don't come across as depressed because I'm actually
2: no. I'm in probably a better headspace now yeah. than I'm in a calmer headspace yeah. right now. And we haven't had mimosas.
0: So <laughs> this is a shit. You know, there's there's, there's a liquor it's store seem down like you the road. You may have had a mimosa. You're like, do I tell them I've had no, four. no, no. no. I, I haven't had anything. But there was there's a there's
2: a liquor store next door to this studio. And I, when we pulled when when my Uber pulled up earlier in the day, I was like, before you guys got, because yeah. you guys were late. Yeah, sorry. About have you ever told yeah, yeah. The yeah. Sorry, LA, yeah. traffic, 55, LA, 55. You guys are bad already timing. doing the LA thing. Yeah, bad timing. Yeah, but L- there was. I was wondering. I was thinking, do I do? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Not today. There's a keyboard. It could have been. Yeah, Houston, Houston all, all over, over again. again. <laughs> oh man, You're true. yeah, we could be in here singing songs. Um, did you Uber here?
1: I Did yeah, I yeah. Is that we're, just, we're heading yeah. in completely different directions. Everyone, is everyone just over here? I mean, other than the millions of people driving. Yeah, well, it's
2: fun, today. I used my car to get to get to the head hairdressers. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. Sh- I don't like the job you did, so I'm wearing my hat. It's oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, really? bad. Yeah. Like, I, there's, this is critical. I'm gonna have to shave it off tomorrow.
0: I think <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even, it's it's bad. It, uh, did you go? Where did you go? supercats I went. To, no, I went to my normal. <laughs> I went to my normal guy, but I didn't get
2: my guy. I, I went to oh, the normal okay. place. I, uh, I got the other guy. Yeah, that's not. And me. he spent forty five minutes on one guy, and I was getting pretty impatient. And I was. Uh, I shouldn't have been, but I was sitting there kind of going. And then I got up and I go right. I just want a fifteen minute job. Just side back. And yeah. I. I know what. And he's done me before. Um, not like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, he's, um, but he's really done you. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then he's he, really, he's I think he kind now. of did it. Yeah, you now he's like, Yeah. I think he did it on purpose because I was kind of a dick when I got up. But I was like, just <laughs> fifteen minute job, let's get this done. And, and then he's given me this I should say. Oh no, no because it's, it. it's <laughs> the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, come on. <laughs> it's really go. bad. I can't I actually can't. I'm more than the It's that bad. I'm gonna shave it
0: off tomorrow. I'm not even kidding. It's that bad. That's so funny. Josh Simons. Thank thanks, you guys. Thanks for being on The Daily Talk Show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com is the email address. Uh, if you want to send us an email otherwise, see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Bye.